The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. As we approach the end of our study on the family, we've come to the all-important topic of parenting. What is the parent's role in the family? How should parents interact with their children? What kind of parenting philosophy should they adopt? What should the goals of parenting be? Join us today as we begin to examine these topics and more from a biblical perspective. But first, we have a song selection that we hope you'll enjoy.
appreciate that good uh, public prayer, and I do ask that you continue to pray for me this morning because, as I've already mentioned, my voice is not in great shape, but uh, we trust the Lord will help me to get a point, get across the points that he would have us to understand this morning. Um, turn, if you will, to Colossians, the third chapter. And as you turn there, let me just say that we're embarking on a portion of this preaching series on family matters that probably afflicts me more than, than any other portion that I preached on. And, and, and what I mean by that is this. When I read and research to prepare to preach to you about this, to- this portion of this topic, it reminds me of how many ways I failed in implementing this when my children were younger, because I'm going to be preaching on parenting. Uh, we're going to probably take the next couple of Sundays, maybe three, to, to, to cover this topic. Now, for those of you that are my age and older that have grown children, uh, I don't want you to be distracted by looking back and thinking, man, I messed that up, because <laughs> it's so easy to do. Now, maybe you got it all right, but I didn't. We didn't. My wife and Cherry and I have talked about it many times. Uh, she got it a whole lot more right than I did, but I, I struggle looking back on the things that I should have done differently and better. But listen, that's okay. It's, it's, we're, not here as, uh, uh, we're not here preaching about browbeating ourselves or beating ourselves up for the things we didn't do right. What we're here about and what the Word of God is about is teaching us how to begin today, moving forward, doing things right and teaching others to do things right. And there are some of you here this morning that are of, uh, are of childbearing age. You're, if you're young folks that maybe you're married, maybe, maybe you're uh, not married, but you may get married and you may have children. And, and I, these, these topics are so relevant to us and so important to us because I want to tell you, the biggest thing that I run into in the world out there is false teaching about just about every aspect of the family. Out in the world, you know, many people look to Dr. Spock. You know, he wrote a book about parenting. And many people look to other worldly philosophies. But children of God should look to the Bible. That's where we should look to get our teachings, our instructions on how to live every day. So let's begin reading over in Colossians just to give us the context here. And then we'll, we'll go on to our message. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, the Apostle Paul prefaces what he's about to say with the most important uh, instruction of all, which is, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. We've said this every time we've talked about the family and this whole, this whole process. We talked about wives. We talked about husbands. We've talked about children. We've said the whole point is not to necessarily make your lives easier although when you follow the lord's word it does but it's to glorify him it's to honor him everything we do you know did you know we're going to get to the point if we continue in this book where we learn that our very jobs are not about us it's not even about us making a living it's about us glorifying god in the way that we do our jobs but especially in the family we are to do all in the name of the lord jesus verse 18 wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the lord 
Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. And now, where we are today, verse 21, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Now, I want to take this verse. There's a specific teaching here that applies to fathers in particular, but also to mothers, but particularly to fathers. And I believe the reason he addressed fathers here is because we as fathers need it worse than the mamas do generally. Because it's a whole lot easier for me. I don't really recall my wife ever provoking any of my children's anger. But I have done it many times. And I'm sorry to say that. I don't say that happily. And I don't say that proudly. I say that to my shame. I think it's a particular danger for fathers to do this. But I don't want to just go right there today. I want to take this because what we're talking about is family. And now we're addressing parents, fathers, in particular, and parenting is so important. So let's talk about parenting for a few minutes. Just like anything that we endeavor to do, we should have some goals, right? We should have goals. And our goals should be biblical goals. But I'm afraid, I'm sorry to say, that many times, even in Christian families, and I include my own in that, our goals are not always biblical. So let's talk about some unbiblical goals in parenting before we go on any further. Now, one of those, the first one I want to talk about, sounds deceptively true. And, and there is a, a sense in which it is, but some parents set their goals to have well-behaved children. You say, well, that's what we should have, right? Well, that is a good goal. That is a good thing to have, I should say. But we got to be careful that that's not the ultimate goal, because see, it depends upon our motivation. Because it could be a selfish motive. It could be just that I want well-behaved children just because I want peace and quiet in the house. It's all about me, you see. And I, I don't want them running around and doing things because then I can just have peace and quiet and I can check out and I can enjoy the things I want to do. Also, maybe it's a, maybe it's a prideful motive. I want to have well-behaved children so everybody will look on us and praise us, you know. So, so the goal of having well-behaved children, while it sounds good, the real goal should be for our children to learn biblical submission to authority, submission to the Lord, submission to others, submission to parents and that sort of thing, according to what the scripture says. Because see, even, even parenting is not about your peace and quiet. I mean, if, let me just say this. If you're going into parenting expecting peace and quiet, <laughs> you're going to be sadly disappointed, okay? I love my dear children. They're all out of the house now, okay? I still don't have peace and quiet. <laughs> I still have things that come up in regarding each of our children that I, I love them dearly. But, you know, I'll be going along and thinking I'm going to watch this ball game and everything's fine. And then one of them calls and I have to deal with something with them, you know? They're not peace and quiet makers, <laughs> even when they grow up, but especially when they're children. Of course, I say that facetiously. I'm glad you call. Please always call me. Don't, don't worry about my ball game. I don't care about that. But, okay, so that's one goal we need to be careful about. <clears throat> Let me give you another very unbiblical goal. I just want my children to have more than I had. You ever heard that? I want my children to have more than I had coming up. Let me just say to you, almost without exception, that goal ends in disaster. That goal ends in disaster. That, you've seen parents that try to give their children everything. When you give your children everything, you're teaching them nothing. You're teaching them nothing. Because part of what we need to teach them is how, 
how to work and how to labor and how to put off the fulfillment of expectations and be patient about that until you put the work in, you see? Some parents seem like they try to buy the love and respect of their children. I want to say to you, you cannot buy the love and respect of your kids. When you give them everything, they respect nothing. Let me just say that to you again. When you give your children everything, they respect nothing. The goal of giving them more than you have. Now look, provide for your children, yes. It's fine to give them more than you had. To provide a, maybe you grew up in poverty and you you want to give them a better life. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the goal, is that they have more than you had, then it's an unbiblical goal. What about this one? I just want my children to be my friends. Well, I hope my children are my friends. But we went through a long stretch where we weren't friends. <laughs> and sometimes I'm not sure we still are friends. But, uh, and listen, it's possible as they mature and as they grow up, okay? I'm not saying you shouldn't be friends with your children as they mature and become adults. But that is disastrous if you apply it to young children. You, listen, you have to be their parent, not their pal. Parents are parents, not pals. We are, we are entrusted as parents with a particular duty of training up those children. And you can't always be friends with them. I'm thankful. You know, I'm in an interesting place in life where our children have, you know, three of them are married. They're grown up. One of them's, you know, out of the house and growing up, Okay. But, and, and, I, and I am thankful for them and love them dearly and love being with them and love their friendship now. It's, it's an interesting change in life where I'm no longer just the authority figure, but I'm, I can be their friend to some extent. But, but even now, even now, I'm still their parent. I'm still something different than just their pal. Okay, what about, what about this goal? I just want my children to fit in. I just want my children to fit in. I want, I want my child to be popular, or, or, or a corollary to that. I want my child to be involved. Well, let me tell you, I've been through that too. <laughs> I remember a time when we were so involved in activities that we had zero time for home life. We had, it's, it's that whole time period is a blur. Now, now look, Little League baseball is fine. I enjoyed it. We had a good time doing it. But all these activities are out there. It's okay to be involved in football, sports, uh, band, uh, other activities out there. That's okay. I'm not saying that in and of themselves they're bad. But you can get so overloaded with trying to make your child fit in that the next thing you know, the only people that are having influence on your children are their peers. And the world out there, you see, too many activities can destroy your family time. And don't get me started on all of these activities that happen on Sunday. You know, those th- it used to be nothing happened on Sunday. Now everything happens on Sunday. Soccer games, football practice, baseball game, you know, all that stuff. And I'm not singling any particular sport out, but I'm telling you, We have to set priorities, and fitting in is not the goal that we should have. 
Here's another one that's deceptive to us if we're not careful. I just want my children to be successful. I just want them to be successful. Well, that depends on your definition of success. It's a, it's a, it's a valid goal if it's the right kind of success. But if your job, if your goal for your children is that they have the best paying job, they make the most money, they have the biggest house, they drive the finest cars, they succeed according to the world's standards, then you are headed down a path of destruction. There's a couple of songs that I encourage you to go listen to at some point during this upcoming week. One of them you're probably familiar with. It's called The Cats in the Cradle. That was one that was popular when I was coming up. And if you listen to the words of that song, I want to share a few with you. It starts off like this. It says, my child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. And he was talking before I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know, I'm going to be like you. And then the chorus is the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, son. You know we'll have a good time then. And then it ends, that song ends this way. It says, I've long since retired. My son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I can find the time. You see, my new job's a hassle and kids have the flu, but it's sure nice talking to you, Dad. He says, and as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he'd grown up just like me. My boy's just like me. Facing uh, the world, trying to be a success in the world. The, the song American Dream is a song by Casting Crowns, which is a contemporary Christian group. And you ought to pull it up on YouTube and listen to it if you don't already have it. It goes like this. All work, no play may have made Jack a dull boy, but all work, no God has left Jack with a lost soul. But he's moving on full steam. He's chasing the American dream, and he's going to give his family the finer things. <laughs> and it goes on. He says, not this time, son. I've no time to waste. Maybe tomorrow we'll have time to play. And then he slips into his new BMW and drives farther and farther and farther away. And it ends like this. It says, he used to say, whoever dies with the most toys wins. But if he loses his soul, what has he gained in the end? I'll take a shack on the rock over a castle in the sand. Now he works all day and cries alone at night. It's not getting any better. It looks like he's running out of time. Because he worked and he built with his own two hands and he poured all he had in a castle made with sand. But the wind and the rain are coming crashing in. Time will tell how long his kingdom stands. And then it, show, it ends up with this, all they really wanted was you. And they repeat that two or three times. Now, when I hear those songs and I listen to that and I, and I compare the goals that these men had against the goals that the Bible says we should have, I even look at my own life and struggle with that and think about all the things that I did that took me away but now listen, men, we, I understand we have jobs that take us away. That's not the point. The point is not that, oh, we should quit our jobs and stay at home. You know, I mean, there, my daddy was, let me just say this, my daddy was a workaholic. <laughs> my daddy worked all the time. Now, the difference was, though, it, when we were on the farm, we worked together. 
and we stayed together. And that was the point. See, that's the point of this. The goal is not to have successful lives and successful children in the sense that the world says it. The goal is to have children that you spend time with and that we're together with and our focus even when we must. You know, I hate the fact that I have a job that takes me away from home. I wish I could work at home. We can't always do that. But I tell you what I can do. I can focus upon my home. I can keep my eyes focused upon my children and upon my home. And see, if we don't teach our children that, if all we're pushing them to do is to make more and more money, to rise higher and higher, one day, one day we'll be like the situation in those two songs. Now, I know that's a downer. (laughs) Uh, And that's where I come back to, as I said earlier, that I struggle in my life looking back on the things I didn't do. But it's not about what I didn't do that's important or what you didn't do that's important. It's about what do we do. And now I want to talk about that. Let's talk about some biblical goals in parenting. Those are unbiblical goals, but here are some biblical goals. Now let me, let me preface this by reminding you what we believe about eternal salvation. We must realize that we cannot make our children children of God. We can't make them children of God. But what we can do is teach them the things of God. I heard Elder Sonny Pyle say this one time, and I can't get it an exact quote, but this is generally what he said. You know, there was a time among primitive Baptists where Brother Mackey probably remembers this. The thinking was, well, I don't want to influence my children. You know, I just let the Lord take care of that. Well, Brother Sonny Pyle said, I, you may not want to influence your children. He said, I want to brainwash mine. <laughs> I'm going to teach them. I want them to be here. You know, and that what happened with that generation is so many of them are either not in church or else they've gone away from the Primitive Baptist Church to some other church instead of where they should have been influenced to stay in, this, uh, in, in the kingdom of God. And Brother Sonny said this too. He said, I can give my children the letter of the law. Now only God can give them the spirit of the law. But I can teach them the letter of the law. And if one day God gives them the spirit of the law, then they'll already have the letter of the law. They'll know these things of God. So here's my point. We're not fatalists. We're not absoluters here. We don't believe, well, if it is to be, if they're supposed to be good kids, they'll be good kids. No, we have to teach our children how to, how to live biblical lives. Now, if the Lord has to save them eternally, but we can show them the things of God here and now and trust the rest to the Lord. So... Let's talk about some biblical goals in parenting for us. One of the most important biblical goals for parents is to teach our children to fear the Lord. Over in the book of Proverbs, the first chapter, this is what we read. Proverbs chapter 1, beginning in verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Let me stop right there and say this. I know there's a thinking out there that goes around that, well, it's my job to go out and make a living and it's her job to raise the kids. No, uh, child of God, father, let me tell you, it's your job. It's on your shoulders. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. See, that's where we begin to teach them the fear of the Lord. It's, it's the beginning of knowledge. It's the, place, it's the first place 
where we should start in our teaching no matter what area that we're teaching. If we're teaching them physics, if we're teaching them, if we're homeschooling them, if you're, if you're sending them to school, the first thing, you know, don't send them to school, by the way, and expect the school to teach them the fear of the Lord. That's not going to happen. The things of God, I realize that God has been taken out of our public schools. I realize that prayer has been taken out. I get all of that, and I understand that there's a place for, the, for him and for his, uh, the, the teachings of a Judeo-Christian background and Judeo-Christian values in our schools. But the primary place, the primary duty for teaching the Word of God is not upon our schools, but upon our homes. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Look over in Psalms, the 34th chapter. You remember David? David was a mighty warrior. He was a poet. He was the sweet psalmist of Israel, wrote so many psalms. He was the king, the greatest king of Israel up until the Lord Jesus Christ took his place on the throne where he still rules and reigns today. What did this mighty king teach his children? Did he teach them about politics? Did he teach them about war? Did he teach them about uh, uh, being a success in this world? Look at verse 11 of chapter 34 of Psalms. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. This mighty man who in every respect the world could, could rate him as a mighty man... He's mighty. He didn't teach them these other things out there. He taught them the fear of the Lord. Listen to him. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismccool at gmail.com. That's the letter J. C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.